Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Friends, welcome. Pro-Life Leader Frank Pavone here, Director of Priests for Life. Great to have you with me for a time of delving into the living Word of God, more sharp than a two-edged sword, discerning the thoughts and motives of our hearts, challenging us but consoling us, lifting us up in the Spirit. That's what we want to do in our time together, always, always focusing on strengthening our ability and our commitment to defend life. That's the number one issue of all time. So thank you for being with me. Let's delve into the Word. Let's go into the presence of God. And as always, if you have particular prayer intentions, maybe some need has arisen uh, that we didn't know about before, we always welcome you to put that in the comments and we'll all pray for one another as we go into the presence of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. We are, Lord God, our brother's keeper. You have given us life in this world and you have entrusted our lives to one another. You hold us in your hand, but you want want us to hold each other in our hands. So enable us to better serve one another because the second commandment is like the first. We love you, Lord God, and we love our neighbor and we love our neighbor as ourselves. We see our neighbor as a person like ourselves. We see our unborn neighbor, not just our born neighbor. We see our unborn neighbor. And we love them as ourselves. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Bring us repentance. Bring us forgiveness of all our sins. Bring us the answer to all our prayers. And bring us today deeper and farther along the path of holiness and salvation. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, one of my favorite gospel passages, let's read here from Luke chapter 10, the parable of the Good Samaritan. There was a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus and said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He said in reply, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He replied to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But because he wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man fell victim to robbers as he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. They stripped him and beat him and went off, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road, but when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite came to the place, but when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. But a Samaritan traveler who came upon him was moved with compassion at the sight. He approached the victim, poured oil and wine over his wounds and bandaged them. Then he lifted him up on his own animal and took him to an inn and cared for him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper with the instruction, 
take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I shall repay you on my way back. Which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? He answered, the one who treated him with mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. And so, brothers and sisters, we have a tale of three people here and a fourth who's the victim. Objectively speaking, they were all brothers and sisters of that victim. Objectively speaking, they were neighbor because God has entrusted us to the care of one another. But in their actions, only one proved to be the neighbor. Only one acted according to what he already was. God has made us neighbor to one another. And we have to be who we are. We have to act like who we are. Become who we are, if you will, through our actions that are in line with our identity. There's no strangers. Every human being is our neighbor. That's why, you know, uh, uh, there's a tsunami somewhere, there's an earthquake, there's a natural disaster, there's a tragedy. Uh, why do people rush to come to the aid of the victims by, you know, sending in a check to some kind of, of, of charitable ministry that's helping out these people? Well, it's not because they know their names or they've seen their faces or their blood relatives. It's because there's a sense in us that we are all neighbors by God's design. And so it's good if us it's good if we if we act like it. When it comes to our youngest neighbors, why should they be exempt from that? The children in the womb, are they or are they not our neighbors? Jesus said, The one in need is your neighbor. This man fell in with robbers. He needed help. He's your neighbor. If he needs help, he's your neighbor. Everyone's our neighbor. When somebody needs help, that particularly cries out for a response from us. Which of the three, in your opinion, was neighbor? In other words, which of the three recognized that the need of the neighbor impels, compels, requires a response? Now, why didn't the other two respond? Martin Luther King Jr., and you know his... Uh, Niece Alvita works uh, with us here at Priest for Life. He used this passage for his final sermon. He didn't know it was his final sermon, but the night be before he was assassinated, he preached on this, on this passage. And he reflected on this question. Why did the priest and the Levite just keep walking? You know, this road was a very winding road between Jerusalem and Jericho. It was a dangerous road because the sharp curves gave robbers a chance to hide at close vicinity to their intended victim as they came around the corner around which they couldn't see the robber hiding. And so it, would, it came to be known as the Bloody Pass. So many victims of, of robbers. Knowing that, Maybe the priest and the Levite, this is what Martin Luther King speculated on in that final sermon of his. 
Maybe the priest and the Levite, having this in mind, knowing the danger of that particular road, even though they saw the victim, I mean, they knew their obligation. They knew the law and the prophecy. It's not enough to know. You've got to respond. But they responded more to the fear. They perhaps were asking the question, if I stop to help this man, what's going to happen to me? I might fall in with a robber. It might be a trap. The robber might pounce on me while I'm ministering to his previous victim. If I stop to help this man, what's going to happen to me? The difference with the Samaritan was that he reversed the question. If I don't stop to help this man, what's going to happen to him? And brothers and sisters, it's that reversal of the question that has to be at the core of our response to our neighbors. Because yes, we may realize that they're our neighbors. We may realize that the need of our neighbor compels more of a response from us. We might realize even that our unborn neighbors likewise compel our response. They're in the most danger of all and they don't even realize it. And then we ask the wrong question. We start weighing the danger to us. It makes us forget the danger to them. The unborn, if I stop to help these babies, what's going to happen to me? I'm going to be unpopular. I'm going to lose my friends. I might get fired from my job. I might get kicked out of the priesthood. If I stop to help these people, what's going to happen to me? And it's time to stop asking that question. I'm going to lose business. I'm going to lose votes. I'm going to, how many pastors? I'm going to lose parishioners. Yeah, so what do you want, when, so when they all come, what are you going to preach to them? That we don't have a responsibility to our neighbors? Is that, is that what, you, what you want? Let's have a full church of people to whom we can tell lies. But don't give us their money. If I don't stop to help this man, what will happen to him. If I don't speak up for these babies, what will happen to them? Brothers and sisters, reverse the question. And let's stop counting the cost to ourselves. Defend the unborn, and you'll be treated like the unborn. They are canceled in many ways. They are forgotten more easily than any other group of people. They are considered non-persons. They are just erased. They're erased. The violence of abortion, it's erased. People talk about, they, many people go through litanies, they talk about politicians, academicians, uh, uh, pastors. They'll, they'll talk about a litany of people who are in need of, of help. They'll talk about litanies of violence in, in, in America and in the world. And they'll talk about all different types of problems except for abortion, except for the unborn. Reverse the question, keep them front and center, stop and help the victim. And brothers and sisters, the Lord will protect us from those who want to do harm to us. Let's turn to him again in prayer. Jesus, you said, go and do likewise. Stop, help the man, 
help the robber, give of ourselves. Don't count the cost. Lord Jesus, today, you have grace available to each of us to help us to go and do likewise, to speak up for the victims, to be a voice for the voiceless. You have the grace for us available today to go and do likewise, to love our neighbors, to love our unborn neighbors. Lord, help us. Let it be, let it be today that we live out this message. Let it be today also that we see your constant love for us as you pour out your grace and answer to our prayers, as you lift, out, lift your hand towards us to meet our needs because we have expressed those needs, Lord, or we have them in the silence of our hearts. But we trust, we trust in your loving concern. You love us more than anyone does and more than we love ourselves. We praise you for that, and we pray now as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Friends, thanks for joining me. Let's keep strong in the Word and strong in our commitment to pro-life. And stay strong in your commitment to our ministry, too. So many of you follow us. You get our action alerts. You donate to us. You can go to ProLifeGift.org to make a donation. You can call our office. Our staff will help you. 321-500-1000. There's a lot of different options. 321-500-1000. We love to hear from you anyway. And we love to see your comments and uh, get your feedback about these programs. Spread the word so that we can continue to in increase our online audience. And uh, watch all our broadcasts. And Stay connected with our main website, endabortion.us. Our whole team sends you greetings. Have a wonderful day. We will speak to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.